0: Join me right now on Kumite TV is AFC middleweight, Sasha Palatnikov. What's going on, Sasha?
1: Doing good, brother. How you doing?
0: Good to be good, here. Good, good, man. Uh, we spoke last time when you made your AFC debut. Let's go back to that. You know, January, you mm-hmm. faced Ahn Jae-young in a welterweight bout. Take me through the fight against An and uh, the lead-up to the fight, your performance.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, back uh, back uh, in January, preparing for the fight, it was uh, just after making a big switch to a new gym that uh, popped up here in Hong Kong, hybrid MMA. Uh great, great team of people around me uh, helped me to prepare for that fight. I've been fighting at 77 kilos my whole career, uh, I went six times as an amateur, and then I've now fought three times again as a pro at welterweight, so ideally that is my weight class. Um, and with the opportunity that AFC presented me with on uh, it was great opportunity because he's actually a very high level kickboxer in Korea. So I always wanted to have that opportunity to compete against the best in Asia or the highest level I could find. And that basically was that opportunity. I don't, I don't want to fight lower level guys. I want to fight the best so I can get those challenges out. So I thought flying out to Korea, um, was it was an exciting experience because it's not something that I've done before in terms of competing uh, in martial arts. So going out there, especially in the cold, it's a different climate. It's it's not it's not my home, so I'm not used to it. So, you know, gotta make the adjustments. But I was in a mindset that, uh, you know, for that fight, it was a must-win. I had to win that fight. I had to put myself in the in the first door in Korea to kind of grow myself in Asia because I know Korea to me is one of the toughest. Uh, countries that produce some of the top fighters in the planet so for me just to get a foothold in korea it was like it was it was it was a blessing for me so i just knew i had to go in there and just hopefully impress and compete and just show that i'm in there and i'm a i'm a high level guy myself so with on you know i didn't know a whole lot about him i'd seen him his uh previous mma fight just one of them and i didn't know he was a kickboxer i honestly had no idea I only found out after the fight um but i seen his previous fight and i had a idea of how I wanted to approach it and he he evolved into a completely different fighter. Uh, and He improved a lot. He had good defense. His head movement was uh, a lot more active than I expected. Um, but going in, uh, you know, I was always confident that I would be able to find a way. It took a little bit of time, but I landed the important shots that needed to be landed. I missed a couple that I thought could have really finished the fight um, looking back, but overall I was very happy with the performance. Uh, I didn't, I didn't get go away with any injuries really. I think had a couple shots to the body that he got me with that were that were effective, but you know overall I thought I was quite safe in the fight. And to be honest with you, I wasn't, I wasn't taking risks. I wanted to go out there and just kind of put on a solid performance, show you know that I can fight standing, that I can fight on the ground, like that I'm a well-rounded fighter. Um, and then just give people that kind of the Korean audience inside to say, like, oh, this guy isn't gonna hug the guy for five rounds. You know, he's gonna go out there and throw hands and try and get the, get the finish, and ideally I think that's what people want to see is entertaining. So, as every fight starts to drop out and, and, and develop, then I can start to kind of show more and more of what I got. Um, this is just a small little taste, so this next fight coming up obviously is a big opportunity at middleweight, which again, I, would, I didn't expect to get, but when the when the phone calls and, and you hear a bell and you hear it's at 84, you're saying, hey, let's get big and strong for this and put on a show, you know, so this is an opportunity I wouldn't turn down ever. Um, and it was perfect. It just worked out perfect. I was going to fight back in March, um, but it, it just it wasn't supposed to be. The, the car got full. So I was like, all right, I'll wait for the next one. And then here we are. So I can't complain, man. It's it, Sometimes the world works in mysterious ways. And these are one of those situations where I was just in the right place, right time. And I just got to take advantage of that. And hopefully it puts me into even better situations. So, yeah.
0: When you did get that offer, you know, at middleweight for the title, did you have to sit down with your team and kind of talk about it, think about, you know, going, you know, because you, like you mentioned that you are a welterweight. So going up mm-hmm. another weight class that's 15 pounds is a totally different level of fighting, I believe.
1: Um, I 100% agree with you. Um, you know, I to be honest with you, In my career, I haven't put a huge emphasis in my strength and conditioning because I tend to, when I do start to lift and get a vigorous program, I put on size. Um, And sometimes, fighting at welterweight, I'd rather sacrifice a little bit of strength to have the endurance. Um, But I sat down with one of the best strength and conditioning coaches that I've ever met. Um, His name's Gabriel Carroll. The dude is a beast. Um, And he basically explained to me, like, we can get you feeling – just as strong, just as fast, just as powerful that you would want to be at 84 kilos and and more with a vigorous, you know, prescribed strength and conditioning program. So, you know, I went with that. And I said, you know what? I want to get stronger. I want to get physically feel stronger because there are times when you can get into some grappling exchanges against someone who's who's going to feel stronger than you. I was training out in Tiger, and some of them bigger boys. You know, some of those guys are strong. So. If you're not in there lifting weights, getting strong too, you you know you're gonna you're gonna fall behind. So having that balance is important. And uh, for this fight especially, I put a big emphasis on my strength and conditioning, and and I can feel it. I feel I've got a lot, a little bit more armor on the body, meaning I can go to war and not have to worry about like a body shot slipping in as maybe I would as a 77 kilo guy. Um, but I, I feel at this moment I'm feeling super strong, and uh, and I'm feeling just as active as I was at 77. So. It seems like things are blending together very well. This is three weeks out from the fight, um, and now we're just like putting the finishing touches now. Uh, and it was something that I had to think about. But man, when there's a belt involved, uh, and I still get to enjoy some food, then, you know, I can't I can't say no. And and the team understands that. I mean, these guys have been around me for six months now, and they know that I'm game. Like my pro debut, I fought a guy that was 10 kilos heavier than me. It shouldn't have been a sanctioned fight, but I was just down. So like at the end of the day, I'm a fighter. I love to fight, um, but sometimes people have to sit me down and be like, "Look, is this the best option for you going forward?" You know, and and in hindsight, you know, you can always say, "Man, I shouldn't have done that." But if you're not gonna take the risks in life, then you know, you might as well not do this sport. So um, I think this is a good opportunity. And man, my opponent, if you look at his record, he's a welterweight too. He's a tall welterweight, but he's a welterweight. So. I feel confident in that I'm not fighting a guy who's walking around at 100 kilo plus coming down to fight at 85 versus a guy that's fought the majority of his career at, at welterweight. So for me, I think it's a pretty perfect little ticket, little bundled wrap right there for me to, to, to get that title opportunity, and uh, I, I just feel like I couldn't turn it down. So
0: Yeah, this, this is a big opportunity for you because you do get to face uh, another welterweight, which is, you know, which is good and it's for a vacant title it's for the first ever middleweight you know champion for the promotion which is historic for the promotion and for you if you get that belt and also your opponent son sung one he is the welterweight champion of heat so if you take this belt you're basically taking both belts man from him so are you excited about that prospect
1: absolutely that's that's the thing like Someone's Song is no joke, you know. Someone's on is legit. He's fought some very high-level guys. I mean, he was meant to fight Michelle Pereira, who just fought on the weekend, you know. So this guy is, he's a he's a couple wins away from you know knocking on doors at the highest level. So for me to get this opportunity to be at a crossroads to face someone at his level, you know, he's supposed to be the Korean sniper. I know he's a bad dude. So I gotta go out there and and know that this guy's legit, and I know I have to be fully prepared to put it all on the, on the line, you know, and that and that's exactly what I'm going to do. I I know he's going to go out there and put it all on the line, so am I, and that's going to be an exciting fight, you know, and that's the most important thing is putting on an exciting fight. Uh, regardless, I mean, of course I want to win, but, uh, you know, I just want to go out there and perform, and I know like as long as I'm prepared, mentally, physically, there should be no reason why I don't put on a nice display for everybody, so... I'm excited. I hope he's excited. I hope everyone's excited to see this fight cuz I think uh there's quite a few good fights that night, but this one I think is going to stand out. I just have a good feeling. I have a good feeling for it.
0: Your opponent, he has not competed almost 2 years. Do you see that as an advantage going in?
1: Um, I don't believe in that ring rust, man. Like, I really don't. Uh You can be doing things in your life, and it could actually be a positive thing sometimes. You can be, you know, progressing in your professional life. You can be progressing. Maybe he's been in the gym working on his weaknesses. Maybe he's been focusing on other things that can improve his game. You know, some people work differently, um, but I'm not going to take it as a weakness. I'm not going to take it as an advantage for me. Uh, I'm just going to say, look, he's been doing what he's been doing. I've been doing what I've been doing. Um, Of course, I have the more uh, frequent... I mean, I fought just in January and I fought a couple times last year. So obviously I've been in the cage, but man, he's fighting at home. He's going to have, you know, home, home fans. I'm sure everybody's going to be backing him. He's excited. He's probably got that motivation back because he's got a belt, you know, he's a champ in another division. Um, so I'm sure he's just as motivated for this fight as anyone would be, you know, in this situation. Like you said, it's going to be a historic moment. So why wouldn't he want to be ready for that? You know, I don't know how long he's been ready to fight. I don't know how long he's been training. It's not my business. But if an opportunity like this comes, I'm sure any fighter would be ready to get motivated for it. So I'm going to be expecting the best version of Song won Song. I haven't been able to see too much film on him. I've seen a couple of his fights. I know he's got a strong right hand. I think he won his belt with that right hand uh, with a quick knockout. So that's something to be aware of. But... Honestly, I just feel like he's a tall guy, too. Uh, He's going to be my tallest opponent I've ever fought. Um, So there are some facets. There are some uh, strategy that goes into fighting someone tall. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, I'm ready to go in there and, uh, like I said, put on a show. It's going to be a big, big pressure show. It's going to be a lot of – it's going to get physical in there. So I know that for a fact. So I'm going to go in there and take that belt. I know I'm going to have to probably – Finish this guy to, to take it, but I'm gonna go in there and with every intention to have that belt wrapped around my waist. That's the goal on the tenth of June.
0: For this training camp, who have been the key people you've been working with, you know, for this title fight?
1: I mean, like I said, uh, I mean we all know in MMA we step in the cage by ourselves, but a lot of this this can't be done without people around us, the team. So, like I said, um, big emphasis on my strength and conditioning. So that's a shout out to Gabriel Carroll. Um, Dude's a beast, like I said. He knows he's like the he's like the Einstein of strength and conditioning, and he's a young guy, so he has a lot of information, and he's teaching me things that I didn't even know before. And I've been in the game for a while, so it, it's good. It's nice to learn. And then of course, one of my best friends and, and my head coach at the moment, Alberto Mina, current UFC welterweight. Um, you know, he's been a big influence on my career. Um, been in my corner. Been in my been been a big part of my martial arts career since 2013. Um, so he's obviously a big role in that. He organizes what I'm doing in my trainings day in and day out. Um, Nadir, Nadir, um, he's a new employee for uh, Hybrid. He's a great kickboxing and Muay Thai pad holder and fighter himself, 16-1 record. He's been helping me busting out pad work sessions. We're doing like 10 rounds, five minutes, just busting them out like every other day. So like we're just getting ready together, and man, it's just everyone's getting ready to help, and I and I just. Feel a part of a team, and that's what I've always been kind of like aiming to get in the last few years of my career. Because I've just been kind of like jumping around trying to find that that environment. And now that I'm surrounded by it, and feel like people are there and wanting me to, you know, you know, fully be successful in this sport is uh, it's amazing. You know, if you get that, some days you feel down, and then they're making you go go up, making you feel better and progressing and getting uh where we need to go. So. Yeah, I got a couple young guys and a couple lower-level pros that come in and also get some sparring in with me when we need to do our sparring. It's organized. It's calculated. You know, I, I'm doing my, my pool work. I'm getting my running in, my lifting, my, you know, everything. You know how it works. So I'm training with Viking, uh, who's one of the best rafters in Asia. Uh, we have, like, world champions on the mat in jujitsu. So it's like I'm being able to be pushed in all the facets that I need to be pushed in, and uh, and it works perfect. It's like a puzzle. You're just building that puzzle. All the pieces are fitting. As long as I'm physically and mentally ready to go, then, you know, that's all I can ask. been in a fight before.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. When you lay your head down, you know, and envision this fight, what do you see happening?
1: Um, I really feel like it's going to be a stand-up fight. Um, I don't see him pursuing a takedown. He's a taller guy as well, so it's going to take a lot more work. So I'd only see him going for that if he's hurt or if he's uh, really unsuccessful in striking. But it's going to be a striking fight. I'm pretty sure about it. Um, similar, probably similar to the first round of uh, my last fight. Uh, you know, we're going to be healing each other out. But once we, once I start to read what I need to see, then um, then I'll start to play what I need to play. And I feel like, I mean, he's a tall guy, so he's got a lot of targets. Um, and just fully utilizing each target will be important. And uh, and hopefully I, I can see like a finish coming. I, I really feel it. Maybe. Second, third round, I can see him start to wear out. Um, like I said, I'm starting to hit really hard. I'm dropping people in sparring, uh, just to body, and, and I'm not even trying to hit people in the head. That's the, I'm trying to be safe, for people. So this weightlifting stuff, me getting stronger, my shots are getting harder. I just feel like there's only so long that he can take so much, and, and that will be the end. So my defense is sharp. I'm feeling strong. Like I said, I'm just, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling five star right now. I got nothing on injuries. I just feel ready to go. So as long as uh, as long as I don't get sick or as long as nothing happens, touch wood, I think everything is going to be golden June 10. So I'm excited for it.
0: Yeah, AFC man, they're a promotion that I believe favors the stand up, you know. And if you're good at it, even though you're not really, you know, you, you don't have to knock out guys. If you're there and you're going at it and you're going hard in the stand up, they they like you, you know, <laughs> which is uh, which is good for you because you are a striker, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now. This card, man, is it's massive triple title, whatever you want to call it, extravaganza, and yeah. you got Chae Hong Man on the card with you, man. Like, have you ever? Did you ever think that you would fight on the same card as the Techno Goliath, oh, oh, oh. like the Pride Legend? Yep.
1: I grew up watching this man. Like, you know, it's crazy. Like, I was like literally fourteen years old watching Fedor like hanging off this dude's arm, being like, "There are humans that size, you know?" Like, it's crazy. And then, of course. Um, you know following his career over the time and I have a a mentor that I uh, that I've been with since my whole life uh, in my professional side of work and uh, he's also a huge MMA guy and he said man like we're talking like a couple years ago he's like man if you were to ever get a fight against Hong Man Choi he's like I would fly you and me business class to the fight and treat you like a king he's like I would be so happy if that happened and I like when the poster was released, I was like, dude, I'm so close, like, I'm not fighting him, but I'm fighting on the same card, so, uh, it was really funny, and kind of, like, a surreal thing, it's like, wow, like, I grew up watching this dude, and I'm gonna be fighting on the same partisan, you know, so, it's definitely one of those, like, kind of star, starstruck moments, I'm, I'm looking forward to being, because I know we're fighting in a new arena, it's gonna probably be a whole different setup, the media might be different, so it should be pretty cool, you know, and, like, Uh, being in my position in my career, I can't say that I've been on like big glamorous shows. You know, I've been on some pretty small ones, some really well run shows, but nothing like this, you know, this is like big, big news in Korea. So it's cool. You know, it's, it's nice to be a part of it. And like you said, it's historic. So if people look back and they say like, oh, what happened on June 10 and who fought on that card, they can say, look, Hey, remember that guy fought, you know? So it's cool. You know, always, that's the, that's the blessing of this sport, you know? You're creating, like, new waves and new, just, you know, new beginnings. Who knows who's AFC is going to be AFC 100 or AFC 50, you know? Those are going to be what the, they're hoping for. And and me, as someone like, I guess, a pioneer who's starting it off, if I can be their first middleweight champion and then they have 20 after that, that's amazing, you know? Obviously, I want to be that champion for as long as possible, but, you know, as long as people are, are aware that this is what's going on and there's people competing all over the world. I think it's only a good thing. So, uh, I know, I know personally, like you said before, AFC likes strikers. Um, and I'm very happy about that. I think most, most people will like strikers. So it's a positive. And, uh, and I know they were happy. The boss was happy with me after my performance in January. So that's a good thing. I mean, they're already in the good book. So I just got to continue being that. And, uh, hopefully more opportunities will come with Korea and, and with AFC and stuff like that. So it's, it's really a good place to be at the moment. Uh, 2019 when we last spoke, I said it was going to be a big year um, and I think this is the beginning uh, we have a new welterweight champ very interested in him too um, very interested in him too, so Who knows who knows what's gonna happen this year? So let's just focus on what's happening June 10. Like I said, it's gonna be a big night But it's gonna be a fun one exciting one and I'm super pumped like I'm really pumped like kid on Christmas pump So I'm ready. I'm ready oh, for it. the
0: big 2019 continues On June 10th, AFC 12, Seoul, South Korea, the inaugural middleweight title is on the line. Thank you, Sasha, for your time, and uh, I'll see you when you get here, man.
1: For sure. I'll see you soon, man. See you in a couple weeks.